0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Theomatic Podcast, the place that we are making good theology automatic. This is season two already. Thanks to everybody who joined us for season one. We're really excited for this season because we're going to be answering questions your questions every episode is going to be a response and an answer to a question that somebody asked and so we're so glad that you're with us every time that you leave a comment rate or subscribe it helps get the word out for more people to join us so make sure you do that on whatever platform you're listening on and let's jump right into today's episode Welcome everybody. Can I just say that all of the things that you don't hear that are filmed off camera <laughs> are actually. <laughs> okay, I think it got pretty wild very
1: there. it was funny.
0: But today, Daniel, uh, we have a question that I get so many times. Th- it's probably one of the top three questions that I get. Yeah. And so I'm gonna read just one of them. Uh, this is from Ryan on, I think, TikTok. He asks a version of a question we get all the time. Uh, If you were to ask forgiveness for blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, would you be forgiven? Or Michael asks it in this way. Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. What is it? And did you do it? Uh, And did you do it? And how did you not get tripped up by past sins? Mm -hmm. Anyway, I hear this question. I mean, so many times, what is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? What's the unforgivable sin? Or people even ask it like this. How do I know if I've committed it?
1: Yeah, and there was another questioner that asked like, on the, how do I know if I've committed? And he, he or she says, um, can you describe it in different scenarios, like in detail so they can understand it? Which yeah, I, yeah, I'll just, that's, that's, that's Bryson. Yeah. Bryson yeah. And I think
0: this one came on Instagram. There's a mention of an unforgivable sin. Can you better explain it and everything? And in lots of detail and with different scenarios. Yeah. So, so first
1: off, I wanna say by the end of this episode, I believe you're gonna have a real peace of, and, and an understanding on whether you can do it or have done it so stay tuned because if you've ever struggled with this you're gonna yeah. there's a real answer for you yeah and number two I just want to compliment anyone who's asking it because it shows a sincere heart to follow and serve God and Jesus mm-hmm. and uh, that they believe sin and the punishment for sin and the wages of sin are real right and they should contend with it and those are very good and noble things right yeah
0: yeah yeah I think Some episodes, we don't necessarily go out of our way to talk about the goal at the beginning, but I would just echo what you're saying that um, I think a goal of ours would be to leave people with peace at the end of this. and Yes, it's a real thing, Mm -hmm. and yes, damnation is real, Mm -hmm. but the fact that you're asking and wrestling with this is a good sign. We're going to talk about that, Mm -hmm. and we knew that the Lord's heart... um, Going into this episode, throughout this episode, and in conclusion of this episode, is that you would be at peace with him mm-hmm. in following him. So, yeah. So, we do want to read it for
1: those of you who don't know. One of the questioners said um, it's mentioned in scripture, and it is in three places in the synoptics. And so, we're going to choose to read it. I think we chose Mark, right? The yep. account Mark. You want to go ahead and read it for us? And we wanted to read it for you to give it to you in its context where it appears in scripture. And it's really similar in the other two gospels, but this is a, a really good rendering of.
0: Sure, yeah. So the bigger context is that some people basically accuse Jesus of being filled with a, a demon, which is super weird. But then he says this in, in Mark chapter 3, verse 28. He says, Truly, I say to you, all sins will be forgiven, the children of man. All sins can be forgiven for humans. Mm-hmm. And whatever blas- blasphemies they utter, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness but is guilty of eternal sin. And he said this because they were saying he has an unclean spirit. Mm -hmm. So it does show up a few times um, when Daniel said the synoptic gospels, that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John is the other one. But anyway, that's (laughs) what the word synoptic means in case you're wondering. So yeah, it shows up a few times. And then there's a related passage that's not I don't think explicitly about bla- what "quote unquote" blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, oh, yeah, yeah. or "quote unquote" the unforgivable sin, but there's a related passage that I get asked about a lot. That yeah, mm-hmm. that talks about like if you, um, f- you know, fall away, it's uh, rendered like backsliding. Yeah, in a way, right? but, yeah. Hebrews if 10? you backslide, can you can you return to faith? And that's a big question that people have. So I don't know if we want to touch on that. Yeah, or not, yeah, but blasphemy against the holy spirit what is it and am i committing it or i think a lot of people are asking did i commit it or could i have committed it at one point in time through one specific action that i did yeah now even though i want to follow god now am i doomed because of something i did back then
1: yeah or can you accidentally commit it I think that's yeah, yeah, yeah another yeah. thing. Can, Can I, you stumble could into it accidentally, accidentally? You're now eternally damned. Right. So it's not a silly question. I struggled with it when I was, uh, I think, 17 or so, and I was really beginning to take the Bible seriously, right. and I was reading through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I hit that passage, and I about passed out. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Because right. I know there's been times where I was like, God, why, you know, and I cursed the heavens or whatever Mm -hmm. in my little teenage years, you know, probably got, you know, uh, yeah, probably said things I shouldn't have said toward God or had Mm -hmm. feelings I shouldn't have felt toward God. And um, I had worried at one point that maybe I could commit it or had committed. So I really sought a lot of counsel and and did those things. And so we're here with some answers for you today.
0: Yeah, and and before we jump into the answers, or at least our I guess I would say our opinion or I think you know widely accepted our hope, accepted yeah, our hope is that we're we're giving our we're synthesizing things our opinion or thoughts based on what we feel the scriptures saying. Oh, but, yeah. I don't want to we, have thoughts that
1: aren't based right. in scripture about things like this. Right?
0: right. Yeah. But I wanted to, you and I talked about this earlier that we would just want to point out in every episode and every time we preach or teach, we recognize that being a teacher in the kingdom is a higher responsibility and comes with mm-hmm. uh, even greater punishment if you lead people astray. And so yes. I want to let you know that we're, we take very yeah. seriously if we speak on a subject, especially one that's this weighty, we're doing our best to get God's heart and what the word says. Now we may not be perfect, but this is an important question. And so we're going to, we're going to share what it is that, you know, we feel the word is saying and what it means. And yeah, always anybody go do more research and and dive into things. Yeah. Don't ever just
1: take our word for it. But the hope is that this will lead you uh, into a good perspective on something, from, you know, and and the social fabric of the agreement between people sharing and teaching and people listening and trying to understand, there's an agreement unsaid is that we're going to do our very best to be accurate, but you should also do your very best to go seek out even more understanding. Yeah. Fair enough yeah. to say? Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess yeah. I'll go first. I'll dive sure. in. I think um, one of the indicators uh, to this is actually earlier in the scripture where it says, and all sins will be forgiven the children of men. That speaks to the power of the atonement of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, all means all in that. right. And so here's some exciting hope for you that I I don't think you can accidentally, in fact, I know you can't accidentally do this sin. So if that was on your checkbox of like fears or apprehensions, don't yep. worry. you can't accidentally blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Um, and yes, if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit at one time, which blaspheme is kind of a challenging word because we don't use it now, mm-hmm. but it means speak ill of, misrepresent, corrupt. Like there's a lot of meanings of it. I believe the Greek word here is blasphemia, right? Blas- I don't know. I, I believe it is. Yeah. Um, the The good news is both Craig and I agree, and it's widely accepted that this is sort of a persistent belief, not a one-time accidental thing. Right. Agreed? Or a categorical position. categorical position. position. Yeah. yeah. And so what we in short believe this means and what is sort of widely accepted and you'll find this a lot if you research it is that the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is the categorical rejection of Jesus Christ as Savior mm-hmm. because if you reject Him, there is no more... I mean, this is what it says right here, right? Um... But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I love the way it's rendered in the ESV. If you reject Jesus, who is the witnesses, the Holy Spirit, to his deity and his atonement, if you reject that, you have no more forgiveness. There's no possibility for forgiveness apart from Jesus. So you're stuck with all your sins and you're damned.
0: Yeah. So in a sense, you could say the only thing that's unforgivable is choosing not to be forgiven. That's a
1: great way to say
0: it. I mean, because yeah, so I love I love how you went with the atonement. Like, you know, again, this is the theolog- the thematic podcast mm-hmm. where we're we're just trying to talk about how to make sure that we're thinking rightly and with good theology. So foundational things: was Jesus's death on the cross comprehensive? Yes. Yeah. Did he did he cover every sin, Once past, and present, all. and future, no matter the the weight or the depth of? Yes. Yes. Jesus's sacrifice was comprehensive over every sin um, so is that forgiveness offered to everybody well we could have another conversation about <laughs> certain theological standards that we've joked <laughs> a lot about today but we believe that salvation is offered to everybody and yes. that God desires that all men would come to the knowledge of him and repentance yes. and salvation that's our standpoint on <laughs> so it that's now. our standpoint on it and so so those are foundational things so what's the job of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is our connection to God. Mm-hmm. He He is the means through which we receive Christ and what he's done and we're connected to the father. So blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, in my opinion, based on scripture is not saying one sentence to him at one point in your life or calling him a name or even saying F you God. Yeah. I hate you. Like it's, though that's terrible don't do it but it's not doing that one thing it is categorically re- saying i don't receive you christ and i don't want you i don't receive your forgiveness i don't anything which in essence is rejecting the holy spirit because his work is to convict yes. of sin and righteousness yes his work is to be the the means through which we receive christ and connect to god so Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is rejecting Christ uh by by the work of the Holy Spirit and saying, I don't want you. Yeah, and in, it's perfect. in that sense, he says, Okay, then you stay in your unforgiveness.
1: Yeah, that's really good. That's a great explanation. There's a there's a couple of good analogues. I think one is like a father and a and a child. It's like you you if you grew up with your dad and like I did, you know, or my kids with me, you're going to get angry at your dad from time to time. You're mm-hmm. going to feel misunderstood. You're going to feel like there's some injustice and you, you're going to be angry. That's actually normal and a healthy part of any relationship to process through those things. And if you stay in your father's house, you still get the protection and the right. covering and the roof. Only when you choose to leave that, do you miss out on the benefits that he right. provides? You walk away, you go on your own. Right. And so that's the analog. It's not like getting mad at your dad once it's categorically leaving. Right. and not accepting the provisions that right. he's made, right? right? So that's that's what we believe it is. That's what's widely accepted to be, and that's really good news. And hopefully people right now watching us are taking a sigh of relief. Right. That's why at the very beginning of the episode, Craig said, if you're asking the question, you're in good shape. Exactly. Because you, you, you likely have not categorically rejected Jesus as Savior because you're wondering what he thinks and, and how to live for him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's good news.
0: That's why most of the time, when when I get this question, yeah. I know that it's coming from such a deep, a sincere heart. Sincere place and 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 oftentimes fear. Mm-hmm. And but 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 I but when I get the question, I'm like, oh man, I know I have an opportunity to breathe so much hope into you because you're asking it. Because yeah. if you care to That's ask, really good. you're you're not committing it because the person that cares about being in a relationship with Christ that is the sign that you're not committing it because you want him mm-hmm. so i'd just say fully receive him and if that mean you know maybe you need to repent of something or, or whatever like but keep with that open heart with which you're asking the question and and walk f- fully receive him and fully walk in his way if you can now maybe where that doesn't bring hope is if you're asking maybe on behalf of somebody else mm, that's a good yeah, that's a family a good point. member or a friend and you're scared for them. And you're saying, well, what about that person? Where do they stand? And so, is this a real thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. Is damnation real? Yeah, it's real. Is hell real? Yes, it's real. Yeah. So, I guess that would be the place in life where I can understand why people will, would continue to struggle with, man, I'm torn by that. What if my friend is yeah. doing that? And so, we should speak what do we to that. do? Yeah, what do we do from there? Yeah. How, basically, in essence, the application is, how do I continue to evangelize and 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 sp- pray for, speak to that person that they would come to know Christ, which is the opposite of this?
1: Yeah, and, and um hundred percent agree. Just just wanna what popped into my head is people might look at God and think, Well, how unloving that there's possibly people that could commit this unpardonable sin. It's like, well, no. The way I view it is, it's actually very loving because it's about agency or choice. Mm-hmm. And so, if you have a friend or loved one that you feel might be committing the sin, which is really, let's just sort of simplify it and put it back down, that is not believing in the atonement, and therefore, Rejecting rejecting the covering, the ability to be forgiven of sins that all of us have. The reality is God cannot be in the presence of sin, and he he wants to be connected with humanity. He knew humanity weakened by the law, like exposed by the law, could never do it. So he made a way, and the Bible says, "Broad is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the path that leads to redemption or righteousness." Narrow, not because it's so difficult for all of us to do, narrow because it's really specific. Mm. It's only Jesus, and so. If you have a loved one,
0: let me just pause. Yeah, go ahead. You guys got to hear this. If you if you didn't catch that, because so many people view that verse and they're like, "Oh, it's so difficult. It's so it's so there's so much legal and it's so so stringent." So but the the point you're making is really important. It's not yeah. that there's all this. It's actually you don't do anything, but it's specific. What you do is you accept. You the accept one his way. atonement. Yeah, yeah. he Jesus. did all the stringency. Yeah. He did all the difficulty. He jumped over the high jump
1: and he hands you the trophy. You know, like yeah. he's the
0: man. So not doesn't take a million works from you. it's, yes. not, it's not. It no, no, it's specific. The work's been done, but it's specific. But you have Jesus to accept is the
1: door. You ha, he, and he says that I am the door. Exactly. So you have to walk through Jesus. That's yeah. why it's narrow. So, so um, I believe it's the most loving thing, literally in the universe. It's like you, any human being can believe. Right. All the work is done, and like all we have to do is humble ourselves and say, "A, we aren't good enough. Mm-hmm. We couldn't do it alone." And then accept the free gift of salvation. Right. Like it's so good, and um, <clears throat> but also God is so loving that He doesn't force the choice. Right. But He gives you a life. Now there are some doctrines that believe you might have an opportunity after. Let's just put that aside, it's a rabbit hole we don't need to go on because mm-hmm. what we have is now. Right. And and you want to make this decision as soon as possible. Right. Why, why risk it? Why, why risk
0: it? Why risk thinking, oh, maybe, okay. But... Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's multiple churches, Catholics have purgatory, LDS church has eternal progression. There are different theories who cares about the theories you have now that's why i don't ever spend any time dialoguing those because you and i are dialoguing you are alive right now let me tell you about jesus so for you don't press. my heart would be and i'm a kicker i've been talking a while i would never pressure anyone i would simply present the information and then be present with them and live Jesus in front of them and love them every step of the way and be ready pray for them right yeah so there you go
0: yeah it's whether you think somebody's has specifically committed this sin or not it's it's just in essence anybody that's unsaved is committing is in it. the same boat. yeah yeah that, that's that's the boat that's so, the boat um yeah. So love, love well, share, share the gospel. Faith comes by hearing. So mm-hmm. you need to open your mouth. I know. And I've used this term a lot. You know, I think maybe St. Francis of Assisi said, you know, share, Note preach yourself, the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. Yeah. And I've used that and, um, and I like it, but I think it is necessary to use words. <laughs> It's not necessary to stand on the corner with a bullhorn and scream at people.
1: In fact, that's not helpful. That's not helpful. There's no relationship. Right. I mean, you preached this sermon one time and it radically impacted me and you kind of said um if each person in this room and I think you took the like rough congregation side size if we reached two people in our was it in our lifetime? No, in a whole year. In a whole year. If just we disciple them for a just year. Just disciple them for a year and if we trained them to do that the whole world would be saved. I can't remember the time limit. 21 years. 21 years. Yeah. But you mapped it out. And yeah. I remember going, each one of us just has to find one or two people that we that we love. So you don't have to stand on a street corner. Please don't. In fact, show your weaknesses, your life. Reveal your testimony. You don't need to know everything about the Bible. You have been redeemed. Talk about Talk the about work testimony. that he's done yeah. in you. That's Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah
0: nobody can ever take your witness from you that's why i love when jesus says you'll be my witnesses right Ooh. a witness in a court of law doesn't show up with a thesis statement Yeah, they're not written. the expert yeah all they're doing is bearing witness this is to what it. i saw yeah, that's what i saw so has god touched your life and then Come bear on. witness to it dude that's exciting um yeah and i, I want to touch back on what you said about people that cr- the critique of god is well how could he ever you know how could he ever send anybody and it's my opinion that god is so good and so loving that he, he gives us, eternally speaking, really what our heart wants. And yeah. if, our heart, if our heart wants him, he says, yes, I want, I want to be with you too. And I'll, I'll let you come and be where I am, which is the essence of heaven. Yeah. And if our heart categorically says, I don't want you, in other words, blasphemy against the rejection of the Holy Spirit, I don't want you. We can't blame him and say, how could you possibly send somebody to this bad place called hell? All he's doing for us is allowing us to have what it is that we're asking for, which is not him, which is a hell is a place that he does not exist yeah i that's I agree. my opinion if you boil down heaven and hell it's
1: it's re- it's it's the best type of reductionism to its its essence yeah yeah so i I agree a hundred percent so
0: if you're asking the question it's probably not you yeah. And uh, keep you know, pursue mm. God and receive everything that the Holy Spirit has for you. Again, just to if you haven't heard it yet, I don't believe it's just one sentence or one thing that you did at one point in time. It's a categorical rejection of the Holy Spirit and and rejection of the work of Christ. And so and 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 some hope for you too. So for those of you that found this video because you may be anxious or fearful
1: that you might have committed it, I hope you got some good news don't think you have um, and if you have and you're alive and watch this video, there's still hope for you to not. Um, and I want to remind you of this verse. This is in 1 John 4, 18. I love this verse. Mm. Um, I, I have it tattooed on my body, literally. Let's do an uh, episode on tattoos. Yeah, we should, totally should. I have two, two, two verses and this is one of them. Uh, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out or drives out fear. Amen. For fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. I want to remind you, All of us are on a journey to be perfected in Christ's love, to truly understand the scope of his love for us. It'll take a lifetime for many of us. And Paul says, I am convinced neither, you know, there's nothing in the world that can separate you from the love of God. And he, if I get emotional, talk about this. I apologize, but it's just so good. Like he loves you so, so, so much. And uh, um, as you understand his deep love for you and what he already did, on a cross for you, that love will perfect you and you won't be afraid anymore. Mm. You won't be afraid of him punishing you because you will recognize that he punished Jesus thoroughly for every sin we all committed and that payment was in full. Mm. So live boldly, you will mess up. Just own it and be healed and redeemed um, and keep moving. Mm
0: -hmm. It's so good, man. Scripture says, a humble heart he cannot deny. So I'd love to close in prayer, yeah. pray for you and, and just echoing exactly what you quoted there specifically against fear because Come on. there is no fear in love. That's right. So, Lord, I thank you for every person that's joining us, friends all around the world, whatever point in time they're listening to this. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd speak to each person's heart and that you would draw them to you, that your love would cast out fear that people would know the closeness of your spirit as they receive you in faith. If maybe they're listening and they they have not done that, that, that they mm-hmm. would receive you now in faith yes, and that you would fill their heart with your spirit, a full reception of the Holy Spirit and the work of Christ. And we love you. And we thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Yeah, I would add one thing. If you... Accepted the Lord just now. If if you believe and confess, find a great church locally. Yeah. Find a and body. Let us of, know. Let yeah, us let us know. know. Reach out to us. Put it in the comments. Put it on our website, thetheomaticpodcast.com. dot um, We're still figuring out how to take this like this digital you, you know evangelism and and really help funnel it where it ultimately needs to end yeah. up in a local, local church. communities. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know, and if we can be of help, we, we'll try to be.
0: Yeah. Awesome. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining this episode today. We're so glad that you're with us. If this episode spoke to you, make sure you share it with a friend. And every time you leave a comment, subscribe and share, it helps get the word out. We're so glad that you're with us on this journey, and we'll see you next time.